Hello. Greetings, friends. I hope we're all well. Welcome to another episode of Stage Door Athletic. Now, before you listen to our chat with the amazing Hannah Jarrett Scott, we've just come from the Stage Door Athletic Committee meeting and there are a few items that popped up in any other business that we just need to discuss beforehand. It was quite a long meeting uh, today, wasn't it, Rob? Um, lots of interesting things coming up, but I think the first one you, you're going to quite like. What was What was the first one, Rob? Now, just looking here. Oh, yes. Now, the first one is to say thank you. We have reached number seven in the UK Apple Sports Podcast charts. Can you believe it? Seventh in the country. That's amazing. So look out. The rest is football. Look out, Football Daily. We're coming to get you. And that's entirely due to you listening and clearly telling other people. So thanks so much. And please continue to do that. Tell your friends, recommend the podcast. And if you do have time, leave a review. It really helps us get up those algorithms. How amazing is that, Jack? Pretty, pretty damn amazing, Rob. Um, can't believe it. How amazing. Um, thank you so much for listening. And yeah, um, there's plenty more to come. So, um, keep subscribing, keep telling your pals and, um, shout out to the country of Norway because we were 31st in their, in their rankings as well. So thanks, Norway. <laughs> now, what was the second? Ah, yes. Now, as you'll hear, Hannah is a huge football fan and we discuss all things from Lionesses to the Euros to her own experience as a sports person. But you will notice this was recorded before the recent FIFA Women's World Cup. So we don't discuss that. Yeah, sort of um, bad timing on our part. But, you know, who knew that England were going to get to the final? It's not our fault. But maybe we'll get Hannah on in the future to talk about that amazing success. Yes, 100%. She's our favourite. Anyway... Hope you enjoy it and do give us a follow at Stage Door Athletic. Yes, do enjoy and uh, cue the theme tune. In your life have you seen anything like that? James, I was down in Brighton on last weekend and I didn't really have any spare time. I was going to reach out to have a coffee. Oh, that would have been great. Um, I know, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was really, really nice to be down there. My mate lives there and he's been renovating a house and we caught up. And then because I'm a wanker now, I am a member of wanker now, more of a wanker. I'm a member <laughs> of so, say, yeah. I've joined So House. And the, so we went to Brighton Beach House for brunch on Sunday, which was really lovely. Mm. That's such Have a you been Rob there? Shaw Cameron comment, that is. <laughs> I've, I've not, no. but That I just... reeks of Rob Shaw Cameron. Is that the one that's? <laughs> is that the one that's right on the beach? Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. up the, the hill slightly by the, the beach roundabout. Weird. It's that old derelict building that used to be there for ages, and I used to think, God, that'd make an amazing restaurant or bar. And they've done exactly that. And it's, it's really nice. weird, actually. I think one of the last few times I saw you before we started this podcast, Rob, was in Brighton. I was on tour, and you were coming out of a Wagamama's, and I was going in. So. Since 2017, I think it was 2017, we've both really come up in the world. I'm now Carlos Corbran's right-hand man, and you're a <laughs> posh wanker who, pseudo-intellectual who goes to beach houses all the time. Great stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. What's happened to us? It's Stage Door Athletic with Jack Loxton and Rob Shaw Cameron. Please take your seats. Kick off. Is about to commence. Oh, yeah! Unbelievable! And Paul, the rabbit, the rabbit again! Hold 
Jack, how are you doing? I'm good, Rob. It's always great to see you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Really, really well. I'm very, very excited by this episode for lots of reasons that will emerge. But why don't we go right in and introduce today's guest. Actor, singer, songwriter, fellow podcaster, Hannah Jarrett-Scott is a powerhouse in the creative industry. Hailing originally from Edinburgh, she travelled south and attempted the ro- attended the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama alongside me, where we were both handed the privilege of being directed by none other than Robert Shaw Cameron himself, <laughs> which we both loved <laughs> to be discussed. Obviously. Hannah is best known for being part of the original cast of Pride and Prejudice, sort of, that took the West End by storm back in 2021. She boasted rave reviews for her performance, most notably as the devastatingly rakish Miss Bingley who is a personal favourite of mine, which we will talk about because it is amazing. She is a real singer-songwriter and she's currently performing and writing with her new alternative folk pop band, Colour Theory. And not only that, but she has her own podcast. Um, She's been foolish enough to jump on the train like me and Rob did. Match of the Gay is described as a commentary from a different POV, Queers, Jeers and Beers. A podcast gives an inclusive look at the world of football from an LGBTQ plus perspective. She's one of the fiercest sports fans I've ever met a massive supporter of the mighty Hibernian, a team now that I follow thanks to her and her dad's patronage, obviously, Mon the Hibs. I've been lucky enough to know her since our drama school days and I adore her an incredible amount. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one and only Hannah Jarrett-Scott. I I, I wanted to do it good because I love her so much. (laughs) Yeah, very good. Well done, Jack. Nice intro. (laughs) Oh, it's so good to see you, Hannah. There's so, so much to talk about in that but let's 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 go back to the beginning because we did all work together back when you were at drama school oh god yeah 10 years ago yeah yeah and i remember um, for the intro of cabaret you know which i think our production was as good as this one in town that everyone's talking about it seems that there's a lot of <laughs> lot of crossover. That's, that's a bold statement but well, we'll you know one of my friends went to see who saw our production went to see this one and he texted me he's not a theater person at all and he said oh i've just been to the cabaret he said, i thought yours was better <laughs> no way yeah i love that but i think Take where it. the crossover might be is i remember when uh, i decided that we wanted to use this sort of like audition process at the start of the show of like lots of like cabaret acts coming in and i remember mm. asking in the rehearsal like everybody to come in with their little secret special talent and <laughs> i remember <laughs> you doing something really typically crazy Hannah, I can't remember exactly what it was. It either involved an instrument or contortionism or something. Yeah, or yeah, what did you do? Can you remember? I think oh, I knew <laughs> that because you said everyone bringing a, like, if you have a skill, bring it in. And I was like, well, I don't really know if I have a skill, but I was like, I feel like maybe a skill would be like just making making people laugh or something. I don't know. I think that was where I got to the root of it. I was like, I just need to go and make them laugh. And I was like, how can I make them laugh? So then I don't know where the idea came to me in the bath. I think I was, I thought, oh, what if I bring my trumpet and then make animal noises from the trumpet? Yes. But I, I conducted yes. the whole, my name was Rousey. It was yes. Rousey. Yes. And like Rousey t- turned up with her like trumpet and was like, I'm here to do the animals. 
yes. make noises as the animals. So yeah, I did like exactly different animals through the trumpet. But yes. I just remember if, I hadn't told my flatmates at the time, Frankie and Alex, who were in the show as well. I hadn't told them I was doing this, and that they absolutely <laughs> shat themselves. They were just like, "What is it? What are you doing? Like you've made her feel sketch." But it ended up making the making the show the beginning of Act Two, I think. So it was worth yeah. it because because yeah, I'd yeah, had yeah. my I think I'd been cast in the in the first play of the year, so I'd kind of like had my shot. So I was like, I'll just have to do something so I can get a wee, you know, cameo or whatever. You were brilliant. Yeah, you were brilliant. You've yes. always got a knack of such amazing improvisational stuff. Remember when we did Bridge Project and you were going mental about that piece of meat, the mutton? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, one, and then at one point someone meat. threw it and it sconed me on the head, remember? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, great my stuff. God. It was good. It was good, wasn't it? I mean, it's yeah, a, it's it was, a bit it was of a bulletproof show, isn't it? Really. I mean, yeah. we should mention Jack. I mean, you you gave your what's the name of the guy? Cliff. Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Bradshaw. You gave yeah. us your Cliff alternate, didn't you? And who was your MC? Who was my Sam alter- Graham? Hold on, wait. Can I just say for the listeners, there was two, it was Sam Graham. Can I just say for the listeners, there were two casts yes. because the class was big, so I wasn't an alternate. No, you weren't. Okay, there was just two of us. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Look, at least you um, had a part. Yeah, I had no, to make my own up. <laughs> I know. And that's very... That's I had to bring up all our Yeah, it's true. The, 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 the realities of drama school. <laughs> Not my... I was outvoted, outvoted. So tell us, because you've been doing this amazing show that Jack has seen, I haven't, which Pride and Prejudice sort of. How's that going? What, what's happening with it at the minute? Well, I've... We've... We... I started it in 2018. It just started as a small commission for two and a half weeks at the Tron Theatre in Glasgow. And then it was super popular. So we took it on a tour of the UK and then COVID hit. So we were on our 100th show and we went obviously home. But it was such a popular show that we knew that it would probably come back. And then... So we did it again and it it went back to the West End and we were there for, we were supposed to be there for about nine months actually, but because of yeah. Omicron, we only got about four or five months out of it. Um, and then it won an Olivier Award, but the show was shut. So it was just absolute. it just kind of was an example of the fact that, yeah, theatres hadn't really recovered. I was doing it whilst obviously Jack was yeah. doing Dear Evan Hansen and, even you guys were, you know, trying to get folk in to see your show as well. It was tough. And we were, yeah. a, you know, an unknown I remember company. seeing you. So it was it was really hard yeah, for us. Yeah, It's a really, really hard. Like, I remember bumping into, because you were next to the bus stop I used to get home, and I used to bump into you after work and just saying, how many did you have in tonight? Yeah. And you we were like, dead. And I was like, how many did you have? And we were like, dead. Oh, yeah. It was so horrible. but And oh, it's no. such a shame. And I'm so glad that it won the Olivier because it is. it was such – it's on tour at the moment. I think it's – is it? it's on tour at the moment, isn't it? Is it anywhere yeah. else? It's on tour. It's, it, it, I was just going to say, it is literally one of the finest pieces of things that I've ever seen in the West End by a country Aww. mile. It was so much fun. And Isabel, who wrote it, MacArthur, who wrote it, she's a genius. Oh, the genius. I mean, what was the, uh, what was, what was like the, the devising kind of moment of it about how did it really come about? Did you, was it already scripted or what? Yeah, it was fully scripted, but we obviously, as a, as an ensemble, like essentially devised it that first time round at the Tron. But once, once it was set, it was set and, you know, 
we kind of made it look like it was improv- improvised at sections, but really it was very, very slickly yeah. sort of created and it was almost farcical at some points. But because it's five women playing all the parts, essentially, in Pride and Prejudice, well, some were stripped back. There was about 25 parts in the in the show we did. So I had four and some of the girls had five and it's just yeah one minute you're this mrs bingley next minute you're mr bingley and yeah so it was it was full on yeah and there's karaoke and but it's it's honestly like one of the best it is the best show i've ever done sorry to say rob i did love cabaret but <laughs> i did i did i, I genuinely think it is that the best hurt, man, that, hurt, that i've ever ever clapped eyes on and that's why i did it four times yeah we yeah. just felt yeah the original yeah. cast felt that we we needed to step away at some point and you know we tried our best with it mm. we were sort of derailed like twice and we we got as much as we possibly could get out of it for now and the new cast is is young and fresh grads and they're off taking it around the UK again so and it's going really well it's still selling really well so that's great so we'll see what happens but that's awesome it's a huge part of my life so it, it was genius. really sad saying goodbye I don't know yeah, if you 100%. felt like that as and then, well you know when you left the Yeah, totally. Else, I mean, yeah. you know, when you get those when you get those parts and stuff, especially that you've looked after them for so long, especially during the pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was such a tough time, so anything that we could kind of cling on to. But those parts are really important to us. But, I mean, I did want to say that your Mrs. Bingley is probably my favourite part of it. I mean, I'm biased because I adore <laughs> you so much, but I definitely saw parts of her in random little workshops and classes that we did at drama yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the, the stepmother in, and she into came the woods out. and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> in into the yes. Brilliant. <laughs> it's That's brilliant. Uh... It was joyous, absolutely joyous. Well, I mean, you're still sort of churning out overweight boy, aren't you, as, as your sort of typecast? <laughs> still getting through yeah, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's not going too badly at the moment. I must stop saying that. Through. It's probably not appropriate. <laughs> so, Hannah, you're now, you make your own podcast, Match of the Gay, great title, and it, its focus is specifically around women's football and, well, more broadly women's football, but started much more about, a, a, I guess, an angle into LGBTQ plus sports. Is that right? It's kind of, basically, the reason why I set it up was because I felt like football is such a huge part of my life. I've been doing it since I was, you know, tiny, like four, my dad took me to football and I all, I love talking about it. And like when I was at drama school, Jack and I would talk about football like all the time. And and I realised sort of like that actually all the people in my life that I talk to about football are men. Like there's always, it's a very male, yeah. in terms of the commentary, like if you're in the pub, you know, and I'm chatting to, if I want to say what I want to say about it, I feel like I'm surrounded by a male voice. And I was like, yeah. I need to feel, I need to hear, because when, because, because I play with women and we have so much to say about the sport. And obviously the women's game is different yeah. to the men's game in so many levels. And I was like, well, I think there's something in, in just having a different point of view because it's more the fact that they're not necessarily given the time to talk about football and actually. Yes. There's so many women that know so much about football. So I kind of just wanted to give them a platform. I am obviously gay. So that's why I thought, well, call it Match of the Gay and we'll we'll talk about gender. We'll talk about that as a a thing, like in terms of 
just little things like the fact that the women's game, you know, there there's so many openly out players in the women's team and yet yeah. in the men's team we're still yeah. so far behind. And it's just, yeah, I wanted to discuss stuff like that and just hear women talking about football, basically. I wanted to give that platform. And it's opened up a whole yeah. new set of discussions that I never thought... You know, sometimes I have people on that don't even know anything about football and we talk about so many different things and it's great. Yeah. Um, well, well, it's fantastic. And I, I listened to the, the the last episode when you were at the Women's Euro Finals. Oh, yeah. I, I was listening to that yesterday and we've got to talk about that in a second. Definitely. But I thought there was a really, there was a lovely chat you were having with, I think, a teammate post the post the match who was talking about what your team had meant to her mm-hmm. and how it supported her journey and coming out, the community that had been built through it. And I mean, I, I could talk to you about this for hours and maybe this is something we do another time, actually just focusing mm-hmm. on LGBTQ yeah. plus sport. But I'm part of a, a inclusive touch rugby team called the Clapham Feelers. And yeah. we predominantly male gay men, but, it's an amazing community. Like we've yeah. built, we have like 70 odd plus members coming down regularly for training and we've now developed some competitive teams. But everybody who turned up has got an incredible story about their relationship to sport, how they, you know, had quite traumatic experiences often in team sports at school, source of bullying and to find an identity and to be part of a team now, which is non-judgmental and mm. talent and bravery or confidence is not at the heart of it. You know, everybody can just find their their path. And, and it's so many people have grown through it as well as developed all these friendships. But it sounds like your team has a very similar vibe. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. London lesbian kickabouts. It's, it is. It's a community. Brilliant. It's, Brilliant. I was working in a pub just after we graduated, Jack, and – these women kept coming in and I thought, well, what, what is it? And it's that's when I actually reconnected with football because I hadn't played since I was at high school or end of primary. And it was a, a mm. women's team and I immediately, I mean, it helped me to come out. It helped me to feel comfortable, as you say, mm. like being surrounded by a lot of people who are very similar. And it's where I met my partner as well, who I'm still with. So it was completely Amazing. changed my life, this team. And yeah. the person who we spoke to, who I spoke to in that episode that you listened to, Rob, Jyoti, she was she was sort of saying similar things. It's just for her, it was a huge, huge part of her acceptance in herself, and and that's why, yeah, the 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 Wembley match, which we can talk about now or later, but the Wembley match with all these women, non-binary people, queer families, it was more than just a sporting event. It really was like. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. It, it, I mean, I, I, I've never been to a football match like that before in my no. life, and it was, it felt seminal. I mean, I'm not yeah. part of any of those communities, but it felt like a seminal moment. And you know, the atmosphere was just utterly. I, I'm, it will never be reproduced. No, it just felt so safe and so inclusive yeah. and so joyous and so, you know, f- this festival atmosphere. It's something that you know I've been going to football all my life, and I've, I've never experienced anything like it. It was, it was like you know. For me, someone you know who's who's been to football in my life, I've never been to a football match, but felt that sort of safe, inclusive yeah. inclusivity. Apart from when I'm at the theatre, yeah. which is really, really yes. bizarre. 
And it felt like that inclusive sort of theatrical history making, you know, in the moment, moment kind of yeah. thing. It was, it was amazing. One of the best, 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 best events I've ever been to. Wow. So what's your abiding memory of it three, four months on, Hannah? I think exactly what Jack's saying. Like it just felt like it was a, a moment in history. And because I've been playing football since I was so young and it's, been so hard to like you know like I would have loved to have been a footballer but it wasn't an option and like to sit there in the in the crowd knowing knowing that this if they win it's going to change women's football forever the anticipation yeah. was just so huge and even though the pressure was so high I just had such a positive feeling about it and I, I just knew they were going to yeah. do it. And I was like, they have to, they have to do yeah. it. But then I, I even exactly if they hadn't, I mean. yeah. even if they hadn't, it still would have been huge. There was, you know, almost 90,000 people there. And I just thought there's so many young girls yeah. in this, literally babies. It was like babies there. And I thought, they're, yeah. this, is, this is where women's football is at now when they're coming into the world. Yeah. So, like, it's going to be amazing. And yeah, yeah. It, it was wonderful. I think for me, it was the, it was all the queer families that I saw. I was just like, this is so yeah. inclusive, and I can't believe it's a football match. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. That's what I, that's how I felt, and you know, it just felt it just felt safe. It just yeah. felt safe and happy. It was great. It was amazing. It's something that should be at every football match, really. And you're a Scot, Hannah. God's sake. I know, I know. This is the yeah, mad exactly. thing. Like, I'm a mass. I know, it's dreadful. Some of my mates are like, you need to calm down on the whole Eng- women, England women's thing. I'm like, I don't care. I think they're. I, I had a couple of Scots who were sitting, who walked in with us, and I said, you know, do you want us to win? And they were like, no. No way. Like, no way we want us to win. A lot of people no didn't. Like, really. like, I no can do that. I, mean, I just pissed, but... really wanted, I really wanted England to do it for, for the UK because if. It, it helps yeah. everyone. It helps the f- f- women's football yeah, UK totally. wide if they if they want. So and and our Scottish team is is really good. We've got some really individual great players, oh, really, really high yeah. quality players. But I don't think we've got that. I don't think the actual variation of everyone, the ability of everyone, is is as is the same. And so that's maybe why yeah. we're failing. And I don't think we have the right manager yet either. But we'll get there. And I think Scotland yeah. will be really good soon. I wanted to Definitely. ask you because yeah, I'm a Leeds fan, Hannah, and we've been yeah. in the managerial search over the last few weeks. You, you yeah. might have followed it. And I was reflecting, thinking about this, and I've thought this before, but I just wonder, when do you think Serena Wiegmann or Emma Hayes will be coming into the running for these big Premier League jobs? And is it, do you think, is there still something inbuilt about the perception of women managers or do you think actually they don't want to manage in that yeah. goldfish bowl? Good what's, mm. what's your yeah. view? It's interesting, isn't it? Because for me, I think why why the hell isn't Emma Hayes managing Leeds? You know, her she's an incredible yeah. manager. Well, Chelsea for a start, but yeah. Yes. No, no, but <laughs> like why isn't she managing Leeds, your Leeds, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because... She's showing how capable she is, or 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 an England position. I don't know. Like, oh, it's such a frustrating thing, isn't it? Because it literally does just come down to gender. That is why someone is not getting the job. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, there's just there's just so many barriers between you know any. I mean, I, I was at the. I'm a West Brom fan. I was at the Hawthorns a couple of weeks ago, and one of the lines. Men was a lines was female was a lines woman, and 
you know, she doesn't flag for offside when it was an offside, but half of the Blooming Road think it is offside. <laughs> it wasn't offside. She think every and half the women think it was offside. It wasn't offside. And you know, some of the stuff that's already coming out there. And I'm a you know a relatively small football club. Mm. I mean, West Brom's a big football club, but relatively family orientated football club. Yeah. It's all about that. They always try to. I mean, most football clubs do now, but I always think that West Brom try their best to be as communal as as possible. But you know, you're still seeing that, and that's a line. That's a lineswoman. That's a linesman. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a manager, the amount of pressure that the manager, I, I think it's going to take someone incredibly brave it to is. break down the marriage to do that. But, you know, what's the next step to go to try and get it done, really? Mm, why would yeah, you want I don't to? know why it should be brave. I mean, it just takes a, a good chairperson, doesn't it, of a club totally, just to go, yeah. come on, let's do it. I mean, I mean, there's yeah. so yeah. many factors involved, I, I, I guess. But, I mean, it's interesting what you are saying before about women involved in sports, punditry and commentary, which I think... I and I'm an avid listener to Five Live. I spend my life listening to Five Live, and I think it's very noticeable how over the last four or five years that there's been a real conscious effort to try and yeah. recalibrate the voices on the radio, which I think is brilliant. And Izzy Christiansen was punditry on the on the Man U game. I think this weekend mm-hmm. I was listening to, and she's brilliant. She's so insightful, mm-hmm. really, really adding a lot. I think to the co commentary. And I just remember reflecting it, thinking, thank God we're getting to a place now where actually this is becoming so much more commonplace. And I think it's obviously, it's, I think organisations like the BBC are probably always pushing for that a little bit sooner than perhaps some of the commercial channels do. But I think yeah. we're really at a point where we, a lot of this is, we're at a tipping point, aren't we, where I think there's a much more normalisation of female voices in punditry. So it just, it staggers me that we're still not seeing it from a managerial point In the point actual, view. yeah, the occupations, yeah. I'm wonder, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what the answer is because I don't know how long it's going to take. And like you say, would someone, would a woman want to take that, go from a league that is WSL, which is great, you know, obviously it's a lot less pay, there would be a lot less pay. But why why would you want to go into, a, like, as you said, Jack, it being such a safe environment, why would you want to then suddenly go into a high-pressure situation where the job's hard enough the, and then the, you've the got financial the abuse from fans and, you know, it's yeah. a lot. Well, exactly. I also think the financial backing of, of Premier League football teams is shameful to mm-hmm. in, in terms of over the past decade, couple of decades. I was looking up at... West Brom and Leeds and even Hibs, you know, they would have ladies' teams and women's teams, but they wouldn't have any backing financially from the chairmen of the football clubs. Mm. So it would take them even longer to get the money to be able to buy players, to get a training ground, to, you know, do the laundry, anything, you know, the basic logistical running of a football club. And it's only recently, and hopefully, thankfully, because of the Euros that have happened in this country, that, you know... But if you're looking at five, ten years ago, that's not a long time where, you know, professional football teams aren't either chairmen's are buying football clubs and not even thinking about the female game. And it's and it's all gotta come down to running a business. It has to be business. It's the fastest one of the fastest growing businesses there is. And it's you know, there's ninety thousand people. I mean you look at the states more, more people than there has ever been at a Euros final, male or female. So yeah, totally. it's not like female, people don't yeah. want to go and watch it. And the Emirates are getting in huge crowds now, like Arsenal and Tottenham are getting massive 
massive mm. crowds. So, well, the Arnold Clark Cup that's happening at the moment, well, the past couple of weekends, I think. I mean, they've been sold out up and down the country. Mm-hmm. Coventry was sold out around the corner from me. Yeah, Bristol was sold a- out the other day. So, you know, it is, it is hopefully, finally going to be, you know, because it needs financial backing, and hopefully, some, you know, tycoon will take over yeah. some left leaning. Hopefully. So tell us about your sporting career, Hannah. So you said you were always involved in football through your dad from being Diddy. Are you still playing with your team? Yeah, or not? yeah. Do you want to talk about <laughs> Hannah Jarrett Sports Day now or do you want to talk about it later? <laughs> for, for my 21st birthday when I was in London, I did yeah. a day called Hannah Jarrett Sports Day. And it was actually amazing, wasn't it? It was a day of... Drinking and playing sports, which is probably <laughs> yes. an awful thing to do, but especially because we probably had a show like <laughs> the day we got back or whatever. I can't even remember what we were well, rehearsing. Yeah. Was it the Shakespeare, I think? Anyway. It might yeah, have been, yeah. Yeah, we had rounders, we had football, we had egg and spoon, three-legged race and all that. <laughs> like, it was a whole yeah, mix of stuff. stuff yeah. And we got but everybody I, I, we took it so We took it so seriously. Everybody oh, yeah. was on board. I was the captain of the away side. That's um, right. And I was, was, captain was I the captain of, of mine? Yeah. Have, have you found the picture of yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We look so stunning as well. It's I will, I will. what's <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my yeah, God, no, well, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, I'll have to put that on the social media. Um, I will find that picture. So we, um, but yeah, but you're you're a you're a midfielder, aren't you, or a striker? I'm a right striker. Yeah, striker, right mid. I've been I've been playing for this team called Glasgow West that my mate runs, and we've been doing this Sunday league tournament thing. So it's one sun one Sunday every month for like three or four months, and then at the end of it, there's a winner. And you play all the teams on rotation. And yeah. I played for, so it's like about two hours of playing, but you know, you're on and off and it's like 10 minute halves. So we played that on Sunday and, oh, Jack, I mean, unbelievable. I scored three goals and mm, love it. I mean, love it was just it. absolutely it. incredible. I had the best time, but. Have you honed a celebration or is it more instinctive? <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd just do like a, a fist pump, you know, like a yes. Like. But my partner was I've playing as well. I've seen you do that. I've seen you do that. I know. But no, I was going to tell you about this because, you know, you'd said, oh, what's your most embarrassing sporting moment? When I was, pro- It was probably on Sunday because <laughs> I had to leave the pitch. I was crying my eyes out. I was defending a ball. The co- it had been a corner. The ball came in and it had gone out to a player. And... The player, you know when someone's got time on the ball and they're like lining up the shot and you know it's going to be so hard and so fast. (laughs) I think she had a good like two to three seconds of lining it up. It came straight at me and I turned like that and it hit me in the ear. And all I heard was this. And the did not leave my ear for five minutes five minutes and it was so sore and I was like ah, like crying I genuinely thought I'd burst my eardrum because because I turned oh I think I saved myself getting a broken nose I've got a show on Monday and if I'd broke my nose it would have been awful 
So I'd rather it was my ear than my nose. However, I've never felt pain like that in my entire life. I've never really been injured, touch wood. Oh I've got very strong ankles. Oh. I don't often go down because I'm a striker. I'm not, you know, getting involved at the back or anything. But that was a pain I've never hurt, felt. My life. I literally, I was like, you know, when you imagine like what it's like if you were in a fire and, you know, you suddenly go black out. That's literally what it felt like. My whole head oh my I had to go off sit down by the tray bake stand and the organizer gave me a, an ibuprofen and I was just crying my eyes out. It was so sore. And the ball as well oh, was no. like a leather ball. It was like a ball from like the 1950s. Oh, wow. It was like so, so, <laughs> so, so hard. And I was like, why have we chosen this ball? There are so many nice little spongy balls we could be using. Instead, we're using this one. <laughs> so I got the organizer to fix that. So. Yeah, I was pretty oh mortified. Did you manage to Did you manage to catch the eye of the perpetrator before you exited yeah, the field? Yeah. Was she remorseful or? or she, I think at the people? end, people came up and said, "You're right," and all that. But it was a bit embarrassed because I was proper crying. <laughs> I was thinking, "I'll never sing again. I'll never. I'll be singing flat for the rest of my life." Like, <laughs> oh, brilliant! I thought my ears were embarrassed. Terrible. Well, but yeah. seeing as you've put yourself out there as a hat-trick scoring striker, maybe now is the time to have our penalty shootout, Jack. <gasps> Correct. Cue the jingle. After extra time. And you know what that means? It's penalties. Okay, we do a penalty shootout. Mm-hmm. It's a quiz every week. I come up with the questions, and obviously because we've got Hannah on, mm-hmm. it's going to be about women's football. Yes. Oh my goodness! Oh, gosh. So the, so, the way it will so go, excited. Hannah, is we'll we will get a question <laughs> each, five questions each in alternate order, and obviously someone will win the penalty shootout. Draws are acceptable. We we don't make it a tiebreaker, but okay. five questions each. So go for it, Jack. Okay, they're all on the women's football. And I, they're multi, multiple choice because otherwise that'd be too harsh. Mm-hmm. So Hannah, penalty number one. How many goals did England score at the Euro 2022 tournament? A, 18, B, 22. Okay, so it was... Are you going through all the results in your head? Yeah. <laughs> there was, wasn't there an 8 niller? It was 18. Did they, did they meet someone 18? 18. Okay. You're going A, 18? Yeah. Incorrect. B, 22. More goals than he brought. Oh, I forgot, I forgot the final. Tanked it over the top. I forgot I missed, missed the final. She's hit the top of us. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> missed. Okay. Very good. Can Rob take a one-goal lead Ooh. in the country share? Okay, Rob. Robert. Robert. Lovely Rob. Lovely Wakefield Rob. <laughs> what league do Leeds women's team play in? Ugh. A the Women's National League, Division 1 North, or B, the Women's Championship? I think we are in the Women's Championship. It's a cool, calm, collected run-up, but you've slipped right at the last oh. and skied it into the back of the ammunition. They're playing... They're playing the Women's National League League Division 1. Oh. There are a few, there are a few leagues I down there. Oh, wow. I mean, you wouldn't have made it up. I know, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, they do. It sounds correct. Like okay, Hannah, okay. second penalty. Who was I'm annoyed the I golden boot winner? Jesus, sorry, right. Yeah. Well, you should be annoyed. You're going to be even more annoyed if you get this one wrong. Anyway, who was the golden boot winner at the tournament? Beth Euro Mead. 22, two Beth point. Mead. Okay, A, Beth Mead or B, Alicia Russo? You're a. going A, Beth Mead. A, Beth Mead. Yeah, yeah. Just build up the tension a touch. It's quiet, building the tension. It's a strong penalty and it's straight into the top bin. Great goal. Well yes. done. Well done. Right, Rob, some of them will be easy for you. <laughs> Calm down, don't worry. Okay, Robert. Lovely Rob. Who does England's Leah Williamson play for? A, Arsenal. B, Man City. I think it's Arsenal. Build the tension. Great finish. Great finish. Oh, Straight into the bottom corner. <laughs> Arsenal. So, I did meet a drunk Leah Williamson at the National Television Awards. No way. Yes. <gasps> yes. So Leah Williamson and who else? I'd have cried. Get her on the pod, mate. Get her on the pod. Uh, I know. Well, uh, Jill Scott, Leah Williamson, <gasps> and someone else presented no. an award at the NTAs. And then at the after party, Jill Scott is a big Corrie fan. And yeah. so she came over and met a few of us and I was there with Jodie Pranger and Anthony Cotton and she came over and <gasps> said hi. And wow. Leah Williamson oh. fell over on her heel. Jill Scott handed <laughs> me her red wine and said, hold this and scooped up Leah, who was, I think it wasn't just the heels that I think caused her to fall, <laughs> let's say that. And then so Jill Scott That's said, brilliant. oh, Christ, we better get her out. And so Jill Scott sort of scored, grabbed the red wine back out of my hand and escorted her out of the building um, to that try and recover her. So, story. Yeah, no. I, I was a bit good because, yeah, I really wanted to like have a proper conversation, but I think the, the, the carousing got better. The captain's on her ass, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So, yeah, so, okay, 1-0. One, 1-1, one, one, actually, actually, thank you very oh, much. No, you're fine, 1-1. One, one. Hannah, mm-hmm. when were the Hibernian women's team founded? A, 2000, B, 1997. It's got to be 1997. She's gone straight in. That's a great penalty. Oh, I'd be upset if you got that wrong. Very good. 1997. Because I Correct. remember well there was a well possibility of a trial when I was at high school. So it definitely would have been, yeah. 1997. Oh, really? Oh, my God, you're, you? our first, you're our first guest. You're our first guest to say you've had trials with the professional. No, I, I didn't, I didn't have a trial. That. I didn't trial. But I remember there oh. being, I remember there being an, an opportunity. I think I was too scared or something. I don't know. It was in the newspaper or something. I remember oh, seeing it. Everybody's got, I didn't think you were going to be that mate. Everyone's got that mate going, yeah, I had trials once. Trials at West Ham once. I'm like, no, you didn't, you shit. No, uh, I wanted anyway. one, but I think I, I don't Robbers. think I, I would have remembered it. I would have remembered if I'd gone to a trial. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, Robert, this yes. is, I think you'll be all right on this one. What was the attendance for the final of the Euro 22 tournament hmm. between Germany and England? A, 81,562. Or B, 87,192? Definitely B. I thought it was actually 91,000, so I'm going for B because it, it sounds that's obviously the oh, rounded down 87,001. Great penalty. Great penalty. I think the attendance that you're thinking of was the Barca, the Barca game. That was like 91 or something. That's, oh, yes. yes Champions that's right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, yes, thank you. Elite. Good. So is it 2-2 two, two, two now? 2-2. Two, two? Two to go. Okay. Hannah Jarrett's got, how many times have Hibs women's team won the Scottish Women's Premier League? A, zero. B, three. Yeah, three. B. So definitive. I love yeah, your face is brilliant. Yes, correct. Three times. Well done. They're they're quite accomplished apparently in the women's yeah, Scottish yeah, won the Scottish car. Um, so, yeah. Very good. Very good team. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. So three two, Robert, can you keep up? Okay. Who is currently top of the women's FIFA rankings? A England B Canada. Sorry, no, I've got it wrong. A, England, B, USA. I, well, I was literally about to say, I'm surprised you're not saying the USA because they obviously current World Cup champions holders. Mm-hmm. England, But it's all about current, rankings points. Yeah, though, isn't it? England current European championships. But, but Serena Wiegman has not lost a game and I think it's yeah. something like 28 matches now in a row undefeated. So, that, yeah, so I think surely, and didn't, because they played each other recently, didn't they, in a friendly, the USA, England. I can't remember the score yeah, of that. Well, if she's undefeated. I th- was it a draw, Hannah? Do you know what the score was for that game? I can't remember. Or did no. England win? I think they might have won. I think, I, think, I think we beat them. Yeah. So I'm going to go with England. It's a strong run-up, and your reasoning is sound, but no, it's still the Americans. Oh! Well, sort out the rankings, for God's sakes. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they really should. That's but maybe they're they are going on for England to. They are. I think. Are they favourites to win the next World Cup this year? Well, I mean, it's a World Cup final. Season. That would be. Oh, it'd be amazing! I think they could do it. I think England. Um, I really want England to win this World Cup. Oh, it'd be, it'd be amazing! I genuinely think they could do it. Could we be America? Yeah, it's now. Well, it's not now or never, but it's a great chance. Oh damn it! Um, so that's three two. Three two. Yeah. Just as a side note, we did beat them. We beat them in October last month. Last yeah, year, two one. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Hannah Jarrett-Scott, where are Scotland's women's team ranked in the FIFA rankings? Oh, God. A, 25th. B, 35th. I'm going to say A, 25th, because they've made... You want that to be true? Yeah, I want that to be true. And also they have reached a World Cup and a European... Uh, uh, they've reached a World Cup tournament and a European tournament in the last 10 years, and that's more than the men's team have done. So I'm going to say 25th. 25th, she says. It's her last penalty. (laughs) It clips the post (gasps) and goes in. It's a great finish. Really classy finish. Really classy finish. I can't win. I can't win. You've won, Hannah. We can't yeah. win. Uh, well done, Hannah. Four uh, two. Four two. Do you want the last question, Rob? Let's do the last Just question, even though Hannah's it's, taking it's the top quite simple, and is running around the pitch in her bra <laughs> currently like Chloe, emulating. Chloe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's Chloe killing it. She's Chloe killing it. Perfect. <laughs> Come back, Hannah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's eighty seven thousand people here, Hannah. Put it on. <laughs> okay. Who are the current WSL champions? Chelsea or Arsenal? Chelsea. Yes, correct. Yeah. It's a hollow. It's a hollow win that one. But well done. Well Four, done. Four three to Hannah Jones Scott. Hannah, brilliant. Round of applause. You. 
Have you seen anything like that? Has it always been football, apart from your sports day? I mean, what have, have you ever sort of dabbled in any other sports? Oh, yeah, yeah, you were asking me that. No, well, yeah, I played tennis when I was young, yeah. uh, very, very young, and used to do the British law and tennis stuff. And then I, I like Did you ever meet all... Judy Murray? No, no, I didn't ever meet her, no. Yeah. Ed Not Baden. every Scottish person knows Judy Murray. I oh, know. <laughs> she did come and see Pride and Prejudice, though, and we all lost her shit. She was, like, in the second <laughs> row, <laughs> laughing away, and we were like, Judy Murray's in, Judy Murray's in, oh, my God, Judy Murray's in. <laughs> um, so that was brilliant. Fun. But, no, yeah, no, badminton, tennis, I, I like to swim. Oh, I'll, I mean, I'll literally do anything. I, mean, I just love sports. I love running around. And, yeah. But football is definitely the main, the main passion, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the sort of premise that, that started this podcast, Hannah, was about Jack and I obviously being turns, but loving our sport. And by making some comparisons between our shared view that sport really is some of the best theatre I've ever been to. But you don't know the ending. There are heroes and villains and plot twists galore. Mm-hmm. What's your view? I mean, what's your? I mean, how do you feel about that relationship between obviously theatre and art that you've been involved in and your music and sport? Where do you see the parallels and the crossovers? We've spoken about it a lot in Match of the Gay. Yeah, that exact thing of of it being the the, the villains and the goodies and who comes out. It's just the the, the climax, the story, and like what happens in the end it's all it's it's a live event it's live like theater and that's why i probably am attracted to it as well yeah it's thrilling and dramatic yeah and it's like a dance at times as well the best piece of theater i've ever been to hands down what the the wembley game i mean yeah the year the wembley game it was mad yeah me too extra time against the old the old enemy the germans yeah at Wembley with eight thousand people, you don't know what's going to happen. Honestly, it was amazing. And then Chloe Kelly took a top off. It was just like random. It was stuff incredible, and that's the beauty of it all. The isn't only, it? yeah, it's that, just so random. You don't know what's going to happen. Totally. The only, the only other thing that would compare that in terms of the adrenaline and the his, like madness was when Hibbs won the Scottish Cup for the first time in. I knew you were going to over, say it. It was, 180, it was 118 years, I think it was, in the end. And obviously I'd been going to Hamden with my dad. I think I counted, I went to Hamden 18 times and I lost like wow. 12 or 13 of those times. So a couple of semi-finals, whatever we won and stuff. And then this, fin- this final was in 2000 and it was one, it was mid-term one, one year at Central and I took the mega bus back yeah. to get to go and see it. And it was literally like when that head, it went the... the the header went in in the in the tenth, in the last I think it was like the second to last minute or something, and we yeah. scored the one before that in the tenth in the tenth last minute. So like, we we won the cup, cup final within ten minutes, and it was absolute bedlam, and the it was euphoric. Like I'll never because there was so much history and there was so many people that have passed away, granddads and grannies that hadn't seen Hibs win. It was like when that ball went in, it was honestly just chaos. And I'll never forget that. That was an incredible moment. My dad was crying. He's not really a crier, my dad, but he was crying. Esther was there. It was amazing. Um, and yeah, the, the, you, in a sense, we because it was school. so historic. 
Yeah. You were sending me videos of you at Hamden and it just looked like it was an Andy Gray, Andy Gray, David Gray. David I think Gray. it was David Gray, Andy yeah, Gray, David, David Gray. Gray. Yeah. Right from his musical recording career. <laughs> Correct, yeah. Babylon. Yeah. It was a header. <laughs> Literally Ooh. a 90 second header off his bald head straight into the fucking, it was amazing. Yeah. And the videos you were sending me were just brilliant. But Scotty, I mean, I'm a massive fan of your dad as well. He's a, he's a legend. He's me massive and my girlfriend, fan. Me and my girlfriend at the time, we were up for Hogmanay. And Hibs were playing. I can't even remember who you were playing at Easter Road. And we went and your dad was just such a legend. And he lives and breathes football. Mm. I mean, how old were you when he took you to your first game? Yeah, tiny. Probably about like four or five. It must have been about three or four or something like that. I mean, he he took my brother first when he was like literally fresh out of the womb. And then my brother wasn't really that into football. So he he took me instead. And then... (laughs) That has literally been our relationship, has been football. So I'm so glad he took me. Like, he could have not, yeah, like, he could yeah, have just not yeah. taken me to the football. Do you know what I mean? And, like, yeah, right? yeah. I'm so glad he did. Well, they're, they're amazing live sport experiences to have had. Now, we, we want to welcome you into Stage Door Athletic, Hannah. By doing this pod, you're now officially a member of the club. I'll be sending some merch at some point, you know, when, when we develop that. Love We'd it. like to invite you to take a position in the club. We have various people have taken positions in the club so far. We The water boy position is filled. Chief Scout has been taken. Kit man has been taken. But you're welcome to take any role either, you know, in the sports part of the club you could you mm-hmm. could take a role in the bar or admin where would you where would you like to where, where would you like to take your role in stage or athletic i think i'm gonna go for sports psychologist or oh, oh yes yeah maybe fantastic. i'm thinking maybe mass masseuse sports <laughs> <laughs> i'm very good at massage and i'm wondering if Are i could you? just yeah I'm wondering if I could just provide like general TLC, you know, with the legs, back. But actually, I'm just thinking basically, you know, like, yeah. That's what I had. Legs, Legs, back, butt. I'm going to stay clean of that. Don't want to get anyone in trouble or myself in trouble. I don't know. I can't think. Basically, this Sunday League thing that we've been doing, the, the, the month before we played and we were terrible and we lost all our matches and me and my partner were really stressed about going this Sunday because we were like, we're not, oh, we're going to get humped again. But we really went with a positive attitude and we really tried. Mm. And we won. We won two matches, drew one and lost one by only one goal. And I scored three goals and there was loads of other goals as well. And I was thinking, maybe, maybe I am better You're psychologist. A psychologist. Did you take your trumpet from Cabaret? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I sometimes wish I could do that yeah. on the sidelines. Yeah. Well, I think either of those you'd be you'd be absolutely fantastic at. Where 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 are you going to plumb for? I'm going to go for sports psychologist, and I'm just going to bring positive positive vibes, and I'm just going to make sure everyone feels really good about about themselves. But I, I can also imagine, as much as you would do that, there'd be also occasions where you're like, "What's wrong with you? Just get on with it." Oh, God's sake, did. just get out there. Yeah. Stop faffing around. What's wrong with you? Stop crying about equally... your eardrum and get on with that. <laughs> Stop crying. What's wrong? It's I had a, a, a leather ball straight to my face once. Right. Now, you've had a chance to look at our bucket list of mm-hmm. 
fence that we are this is an important question yeah yeah we're, that we're, we're, that's what we're trying to, to get to what which of those is your fave right i'm not gonna lie boys i wasn't that interested in any of them <laughs> apart from <laughs> this is just i'm being real here i mean i'm sure if i was with you guys i'd have a fantastic time and it'd be great yes but Yes. They weren't, you know, making me feel the excitement that we've spoken about, about, you know, the Wembley yes. matches. And that. That's fair enough. But yeah. French yeah. Open final, that tennis, yes. I love tennis. My yes. brother lives in Paris and he Amazing. has quite a lot of connections. Got accommodation. Yeah, with businesses Great. in Paris. So I think potentially the French Open final or the yeah. 100, the 100 metre Olympic would also be really, really good. Yes. So, so that leads to the, if you were going to replace one or add one, supplement one to the list, what would it be? What would be right up there for you? I think like the Women's World Cup final this year would be incredible. Yeah. And in it's Sydney. in New Is Zealand and Australia. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be amazing. It's a really nice trip. It's going to be hot. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. It's in the oh. summer, actually. It's in our summer, but it's, I don't know if it's... We're in the middle, in it? So still be nice, though, aren't it? Yeah, it'll still be I nice. I mean... Okay, well, I, I can totally understand that. Now, finally, before we go, this is the, <laughs> the, the audacious, tough last question. But obviously, we are heading to all these things at some point, and we need your support. So... You, if you, we, we're going to ask you now politely to introduce us to someone else to come onto the pod, someone <laughs> even more influential than you that might right. be able to get us a step closer to our wish list. Who, 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 who's under consideration? It's, it's not a big ask. You'll be fine. Hmm. I'm going to suggest my friend Lauren McDonald, who, oh yeah, is in, he's in Beats. Have you seen Beats? The film. And he oh. loves sport. Yes. And he works quite, he works in film <laughs> and telly and I feel like he'd be well, it'd be great for your podcast, but he's also feel like he might have more contacts than I would have, you know? Yes, great. Good. Well, Lawn sounds great. You'll have to That's we'll faci- we'll be in touch to facilitate that. That's a great shot. Great, do people, love it. Do people say no or do most people say yes? Everyone said yeah. yeah I mean, we haven't actually the fuck had them yet, it. but it will happen. We've got <laughs> we've got someone to pursue for everyone in our next little season, so that's good. Thanks ever so much. Brilliant. Well, gosh, I knew this would be such a fantastic chat, Hannah. So, so good to reconnect with you and hear about oh, no, your amazing for having me. experiences. It's so, so good. What next now? What What have you got happening? Oh, just, you know, nothing really. <laughs> Plug us on a colour. Give me colour. Oh, I'm, I'm doing... Give a shout about colour theory. Colour yeah, theory I've been, I've been writing a lot of music over the pandemic and we've just released an album because, I, as you know, everything's shut and I went home and worked in the green grocers for 18 months and yeah. sold vegetables and that's kind of what I did. And then my mate was working in the ICU and, and we started sending each other voice notes and stuff and eventually realised we had enough de- like material to make an album. So we made an album, and it's a very reflective album of that time and our friendship and stuff like that. But 
yeah, it's it now we're at the stage where we're actually gigging it and it's really, really fun. So I'm kinda of focused on that at the moment, but yeah, nothing. I'm I'm doing a play pie and a pint the next week, which is play pie and a pint. You get a play, a pie, and a pint at one o'clock every lunchtime. Oh my god. That sounds amazing. That's that's amazing. what they do in Glasgow. Pies and pints Brilliant. entice people in Glasgow to the theatre, which is what we want. Um yeah and but it's only on for two weeks and then it's finished so i'm doing that at the moment but yeah looking forward to seeing what else comes around now that i'm free and available from from away from pride and prejudice i'm just kind of seeing what the future holds and it's yeah it's gonna be fun amazing well amazing so much and all the best we'll we'll see you at the french open yeah you're a star we'll see you at the french open i love you so much thanks so much hannah Well, that's full time on another Stage Door Athletic pod. Thanks for listening. Make sure to look out for Encores with bonus pod episodes where we talk about all sorts from awful advert auditions to top transfers. And stay in touch. Meet other club members and share your best sporting moments on Instagram at Stage Door Athletic. And on TikTok at Stage Door Athletic as well. Right, we're off to the clubhouse for a pint. I'm in. Mean,